You know, I didn't intentionally think about like how much it would develop me as a person as I was going through these times. In fact, I've often thought about it recently and I've talked to my wife about it. Like, I can't believe that I'm still alive. Some of the things that I've done and been through and places, and I, it was just crazy. So I'm glad that I'm here now. Welcome back to the Nurse Tori Selfie Show, where I'm on a mission to make healthcare hip one selfie at a time. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Tori Meskin, aka at Nurse Tori. I am the founder of the Selfie Podcast, a platform dedicated to fascinating people in the healthcare space. From medical field to entrepreneurs, brands, businesses, this is a platform designed to share career journeys, life tips, resource tricks, and really getting to know the person behind the journey. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The Selfie Show. Sitting across from me today is a very handsome specimen, husband, aka Jacob Meskin. Hello. Hi, honey. I wanted to change it up today. I thought this would be really fun to bring you on and co-host with me today. So thank you, husband, for coming on and um, helping me carry the show. Happy to be here. Excited. Uh, So you, if you've been following me, us on Instagram, you're pretty familiar with Jacob and our active, crazy, fun lifestyle. Um, Health, wellness, fitness is all in the forefront of our minds, which is why today's guest is so fitting. So sitting across from me, picture this, a CrossFit coach meets chiropractor. Hmm, fancy that. (laughs) So this is Dr. Nathan Luchinsky. Did I say that right? Close enough. You know, I think it's it's a good, it's a good name. Why, thank you. Traditional Polish, the CZ is a cha, but Americanization, it's just going to be Luzinski. Aha, very fancy. So Nathan came into our lives, uh, let's... Jacob met Nathan first. I can't even take credit for it. Yeah, so Nathan and I actually go to the same uh, CrossFit gym. So what have we known each other now? A year or two? Yeah, I'd say a couple. Yeah, so uh, I mean, you guys can't see, but you know, picture <laughs> picture uh, perfectly chiseled, yes, a buff guy sitting right next to us, tan, <laughs> hairless. So he was always always the guy at the gym that everybody everybody looks at and is like, wow, I kind of kind of want to be like like that guy. And uh, so uh, Nathan's a you know fun loving, outgoing guy. So I think we uh, our personalities gelled and we we became friends pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, but. On I, the chiropractic side yeah. at the gym, everyone, I was like, everyone always somehow was like, hey, you got to go, you got to go see Nathan. Yeah, <laughs> that's the real tea. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we, Nathan, uh, just to give you guys a sum up of it, I feel like has a really unique, holistic, yet evidence-based um, approach to his medicine, which is why I actually wanted to bring you in today because... You are a certified chiropractic sports physician. You are a strength and conditioning specialist. You're a board certified massage therapist. Um, You're just kind of like a badass. Well, you know, I've just spent the years trying to like gather all of these different credentials and in the meantime, actually getting smarter with it and learning how to treat each one of my patients uh, as best as I can. Can we actually talk about these credentials? Okay, so it is Nathan Luchinsky. Okay, DC. CCSP, CSCS, what is it? CSCS, BCTMB, whoa, like all the things. You have an alphabet after your name. 
I do. And actually, I'm not going to lie. There's a couple that I dropped off because these are, <laughs> these are the most important ones. <laughs> Otherwise, people kind of lose interest. when Tell, they keep tell us about, about what all those mean and, and how yeah, those fit you into your practice. Through, yeah, curious. absolutely. Sure. So DC means doctor of chiropractic, and that means that I use um, – Doctor approaches to make sure that I can treat my patients perfectly. I'll be analyzing different um, nervous systems mm-hmm. as well as orthopedic approaches to make sure that uh, we can get you back to 100%. Yeah. The CCSP is a certified chiropractic sports physician. That means that I've spent some extra time after I got out of school um, specializing and becoming more uh, adept in treating uh, athletes. Okay. Yeah, so that ranges. I was trained in like soccer, football equestrian, CrossFit, all of the above. Mm -hmm. Um, And then CSCS is certified uh, sports and... uh, So you have so many you can't even remember them all. One of that, one of that, one of those things. One of those things, yeah. CSCS, Certified Strength and Conditioning Specialist. This is like a more of a traditional approach for um, uh, physical fitness. This is what a lot of colleges use Mm -hmm. um, for their training programs. And then lastly is board certified in therapeutic massage and body work. Yeah. Basically, that's the most, the highest credential that you can get as a massage therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I We have been to see Nathan now, I don't know, over the course of, it's less than a year. But I feel like th- this is the best my body has ever felt. And I feel like I really attribute that to a lot that you have taught both of us. I think Vin- both Jacob and I feel that you know, your approach is very unique, yet it's old school, but new school. So I think that's why I wanted to bring you in here and talk a little bit today and sort of give this, um, I don't know, holistic, amazing approach. So let's start at the beginning. Um, where did your career journey start? How did this all begin? Um, where did your chiropractic journey start? Sure. Yeah. That seems like a good place to start. Yeah. Let's start at the beginning. <laughs> Baby <laughs> Nathan. So I was born in Massachusetts. Um, I lived the first 17 years of my life in Vermont, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts, kind of like all around through there. I had a very interesting childhood. We were actually, my, my siblings and I were taken from our parents when I was young. I think we were about 10. Yeah. So from there, we actually entered, my sister and I went through the foster system, ended up going and living with my aunt on and off, um, because I actually was a troubled youth. No. And so, <laughs> if you can believe it. <laughs> yeah, so I would, I would, I had this thing where I would just run away a lot. And so actually my senior year in high school, I had ran away and I missed the first six months of the school year. And so then you had like the school counselors calling me up and are trying to find me and um, just saying, come back and finish school. And obviously I had no idea the repercussions of that. Yeah. So I had enough credits that I did go back to school. I did finish, but the day before walking down the aisle, I ran away again. (laughs) (laughs) And so what I did was I actually packed up everything, all of my, my belongings that I could fit in a backpack Uh and then I hitchhiked from Massachusetts to Florida because I knew that my mom was somewhere in Florida and so I figured I'd go down there and try to see if she could help me out or set me on the right track it's warmer there too yeah (laughs) so I moved down I went down there I hitchhiked down there and then I did connect with my mother 
didn't turn out that great. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up joining the army. I joined the army and I went to uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and I was an army infantryman mm-hmm. uh, for three years. Mm-hmm. Then when I got out, I didn't have anywhere to go because I'm yeah. like, I can't go there. I can't go back to New England. And so my friend who got out at the same time I did said, hey, if you can make it to Arizona, then you can stay with my family and I. And my stepdad is a manager at a tire warehouse. So you can have a job there. So I'm like, well, I guess that's what I'm going to do. So now for the second time in my life, I packed up all of my possessions that I could fit in one backpack. And then I hitchhiked from basically Nashville to Arizona. And then once I got there, I lived with them. I heard a commercial for a massage therapy school on the radio for a mainstream, very successful day spa industry. And so I was working my way up the ladder there. Uh, I was the corporate massage educator. I also um, worked my way up into assistant spa director at a couple of the locations like that. And so then eventually this corporation decided to downsize. So I had spent about eight years working my way up the ladder, thinking this was going to be it. Maybe I would have be a director at one of their spas one day. Well, they just sold all of them. So then I actually lost my job. Wow. And I was kind of like, what am I going to do now? And so I sat back and I was like, how can I better help people? You know, I can go and continue doing all these really cool massage therapy, continuing education programs, but I could also go to college you know, and, and fulfill the requirements that I needed to get into chiropractic college. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. And that whole process took about six, almost seven years before I like met all the requirements and went to chiropractic college. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, can you maybe explain to the listeners sort of the chiropractic role? Cause I think there's like a lot of misconception, I think personally with with chiropractors and for good reason, because I do think that there's a lot of like myth busting I will be, but what's the role of the chiropractor? Um, like the true t- foundation of that. That's an excellent doctor. question. Cause I can tell you this, if you go to a hundred different chiropractors, you're probably going to get a hundred different things. Totally. And it's so, so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And so the, the masses don't know what to expect, right? you know, so it's always a gamble. So that's why I'm always trying to make sure that everybody understands my approach Mm -hmm. and try to get them in because that's the big, the big leap is trying to get them in, in the first place. And once they feel it, what I can deliver and how they feel afterwards, then they get it, you know, but like I was saying, hundred different approaches, originally chiropractic was very religious based. And there's still a lot of chiropractors that are like that. So again, you never know what you're going to get. The initial idea from D.D. Palmer, who was the founder of chiropractic, was something about like if your bones were out of place, then you're losing, you're creating a disconnect with God. So mm-hmm. putting them back in place reconnects you with God. Okay. And so right away, everybody's <laughs> like, what the hell's okay. going on? Who is this guy? He's a nut. Okay. And so we fought that for years and years and years. I and mean, this was uh, like, late 1800s like 1895 or something like that when this all started coming to fruition right and so a lot of scientists knew that there was a lot in something about chiropractic so they started doing some more research and everything like that and it's been it's led to what it is now right okay so yes there's some people there's still some people that some chiropractors that are solely that are still on the the god train um, and then there's also <laughs> some, some chiropractors that only deal with adjusting um, and not touching any of the soft tissues or anything like that to get everything back in balance. 
and I'm not that. Right. Because um, the adjustments are just one tool in my arsenal. Right. And they're an important tool, yes, but there's a lot more to be done with soft tissue right. that you'd be missing if you if you just adjusted. Yes, 100%. Um, I want to dive into a little bit of like our health history. So the whole reason I feel like I went, I went to Nathan, what was it, six or seven months ago? Mm-hmm. After sort of, I've been to three chiropractors, two or yeah, three. At least, yeah. And I just, you know, had this constant, I my specific issue was upper scapula or like between the scapula and then I had some sciatic stuff and, you know, I'm a nurse, so I'm on my feet and I had had a car accident, but I felt like I was too young to be having this chronic pain and it was like pain that would literally not go away. So the first time I went to see Nathan my intake was, it was super interesting. You sat with me for a good, I want to say 30 minutes, talked to me about my lifestyle as a nurse. We got to some foundational things. We did a crack and then a massage. And then what was your, what was yours like, babe? So my, yeah, my, my initial, I think, um, you know, meeting with you was very similar. So we sat, talked, you asked, actually asked, Hey, what's going on? Uh, and then did a full, you know, body assessment. We did the adjustment and then did the, the massage part where I think, uh, you know, your experience as well yeah. as mine, I think in, in past with other chiropractors is you're just kind of another number. You go in, crack, crack, and yeah. you leave. You may feel good. You may not, but you didn't feel like they genuinely had your, your best interest in mind were actually listening. Um, and I definitely felt that, you know, in... So is this your approach? You. Like, what is your approach with your patients? Like, I mean, that's obviously your approach, but can you speak to that a little bit more about? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's one of these things. So basically I don't accept insurance and that's ba- that's the biggest difference right there because anybody that accepts insurance, basically it's all about volume. Mm-hmm. So they need to get you yeah. in and out and right. they don't care if it takes five minutes to do it because they need to see a lot of people. Because I don't take insurance, it might seem that my price is a little bit high, but that's because I can spend as much time as I need on you mm-hmm. and also getting to know you and your problem. And also with my price, I also do follow-up texts to make sure yeah. you're feeling better the next day. Right. I also send out texts to make sure where you are and your, in your health and fitness and make sure everything's on track. So that's one of the biggest things about my business model is that I like to spend a lot of time with people. Um, Your initial visit, what's that? Absolutely, absolutely, because that's how people heal. It's not about just coming in, it's not just about the crack and moving on with your life. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more that goes into it. And I'm I'm excited and I'm happy to be part of that with people. Yeah. So my first visit is about 75 or 80 minutes long. Yeah. And then subsequent visits are about 65 to 70 minutes. Which I feel like when you're getting to know someone, it's that's not a lot of time, to be honest. When you're really getting to the root of someone's chronic pain or something they're dealing with, whether they're an athlete or an active lifestyle, like that's, I don't know, people spend that much time on just a massage, much less getting out of pain. So mm. that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's, we have like an, a backwards way of thinking of it, of like, you'll spend $200 on a massage just to go like luxuriously do something that's not really doing something for you versus come to you. It still feels good though. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So uh, to me, uh, it's well worth it. I mean, we, I mean, hands down, it was amazing. So yeah, I think you feel like Nathan is kind of in the journey with you and, and actually listening. I think that, 
you know, you go once and you're going to want to, you're going to want to continue, especially after the way that your body feels for sure. Hey, thanks. Yeah. So I don't know if we've kind of already touched this on this, but I do feel like the world of chiropractors kind of gets a bad rap. Um, can you speak to this a little bit, a little bit more in depth of like why you think, you know, Sure. Again, I'd have to tie it back to the whole insurance based. And with that can also sometimes compromise some people's integrity Mm -hmm. about what they report and how many times like different people will be coming in to receive treatment like that. It's all about volume. Yeah. I know that some people while I was going through school, there were some internship doctors that boasted to see they see 200 patients a day or 250 patients a day oh my god it's it's incredible it's incredible but those guys are rich you know yeah, they're yeah, yeah. really loaded and so if you want to make a lot of money i just that's think how like, you do it the nurse practitioner world or in the like we see if 25 is a lot 25 mm-hmm. patients is a lot that's like crazy to me that it's mm-hmm. be able to see that many. absolutely and i see three yeah. <laughs> three or four a day yeah yeah that's quality. So you um, practice functional movement tapping. Can you speak to like the types of practice that you use in your practice specifically, like functional sure. movement, you know, things right. like that? Yeah, absolutely. And that actually kind of plays into CrossFit as well, is that we want to train our bodies in the, the ways that we move naturally throughout our day. Mm-hmm. So we want to take and fine tune and make sure that we're moving our mo- our body mechanically sound and then that make sure that we can consistently move it in this mechanically functional way um and then once we get those two down then we start introducing intensity and that's where the, the crossfit comes in basically what we're working on is moving our bodies as perfectly as we can mm-hmm. and by perfectly i means in the most safe way uh creating the less the least amount of stress on your body. Right. Okay. So when you don't do functional fitness training or um, functional move assessments, then basically you get kind of locked in a certain range of motion. And then you start repeating that range of motion over and over. And that starts breaking down the muscle tissues and joints and everything like that. So to really maximize your body for longevity purposes, you need to make sure you're moving throughout your full range of motion. Yeah. One of the coolest things that you did, which I've never had a provider do, was when we sat down for half an hour, you literally went through and were like, okay, show me what you're physically doing when you're charting. Show me what you're doing in your day. And right in that moment, you were already fixing things foundationally that I was doing probably on. And I now I realize like I still catch myself being like, oh, I am leaning on my hip when I do this or okay. Like when I'm, I am doing this, like, so it's interesting. Like, are there certain movements that you know, people do all the time that are like detrimental? All right. Before we dive into that, you guys know I'm over here giving you the latest and greatest life tips and tricks, the things to keep your life neat, tidy, healthy, and efficient. I need things that can add value to my life and keep me on point cutting edge, sleek, and keep me going throughout my busy day, which is why I am thrilled to bring you Mighty Gum, a new way to chew your gum. This is no ordinary gum. Think micronutrients meets oral fixation. From adaptogens, botanicals, and vitamins, this gum provides support to your body in a whole new way. With ashwagandha to help manage your stress, to elderberry fighting inflammation and infection, reishi mushrooms activating the immune response and six essential vitamins from fruit this berry mint flavor will not let you down you guys i am a huge fan and bad breath 
is a no-no in my book. You bet this is my six o'clock pre-shift nurse report necessity. To give this new gum a chew, head over to www.mightygum.com forward slash nurse Tori to give it a try. Also check them out in our show notes. All right, you guys, back to the show. Without a doubt. People, <laughs> people, people have no idea what kind of postures they're holding themselves in that are just really just destroying their body. Yes. And so that's a huge Crossing part of your what, legs, which I'm doing right now. I'm exactly. Like, but that's a big part of what I do in that initial assessment is as I go through and I get to know you and your your work style and your workout style and seeing and trying to identify things because yes, you can come to me and I can gladly treat you and you'll feel better and I can treat you over that sixty or seventy minutes. But if you're going and you're say sleeping on your stomach for six hours a night or standing on one leg mm-hmm. uh, for three or four hours a day, that will always win. So the education part is really important so that you, your body can uh, hold on to this new sense of range of motion and longevity for longer. Yeah. Typically, if you go to a, a, a CrossFit class coached by Nathan, the very first thing that we do is a lot of just basic body weight stuff. And it's almost frustrating because you want to move through and just get warmed up. And Nathan's a stickler about making sure that your your form is proper. And it's usually some things like a squat, which you're you know doing every day to sit down or go to the bathroom. And it's it's things that add up throughout the day, which I think, like you said, you know it, it adds up a, a lot and causes a lot more problems, which is things people need to focus on. Do you have any specific tips on? Um for our listeners on like fundamental things to maintain a healthy body. Like what's there some, some things that you can do that they can take away from, from this episode and being like, okay, that will help me. Sure. I've got all kinds of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Let's get out that tool belt. You know? Yeah, exactly. So the first thing I would say uh, is just awareness, knowing how you're holding your body throughout your day, whether you're sitting in front of a computer and kind of uh, hunched forward a lot, right. know that that's going to take a toll on your body. Like charting for nurses or doctors. Exactly. Or, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, you sitting all day in front yeah, of a computer. Sitting in front of a computer all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the biggest things I would say is to start by moving. It doesn't matter what you do, but I want you to move. It doesn't matter if you've had a long day, still moving is always going to help because it's going to help to glide the fascia that's in your body and unlock everything. Okay. So moving, I would also say, make sure that you're drinking enough water because that water's there to help Honey. glide. Someone has a problem with water. I consume water, water through things such as coffee, coffee. <laughs> iced tea. I do consume some a normal a normal conversation when I come home is, "Hey, did you drink any water?" That's literally the first. Yeah, thing I else. had some coffee. <laughs> I try. Okay, I try. So water. Okay, moving. Mm-hmm. What else are you thinking? I would like? say make sure that you're getting some sort of body work. Okay. Absolutely. Because even if you are being proactive and doing some self-maintenance, whether it be through like a lacrosse ball or a foam roller or even getting in a hot tub, um, that stuff will help. Yeah. But there's something that can be said about the, the touch of a qualified individual to help you get your body back to neutral. Mm-hmm. How often do you think, I mean, just from a general standpoint, mm-hmm. is that necessary? Like how often do you think? A general rule of thumb is once a month. Okay. Find somebody once yeah. a month. It all depends on your own... Um, your body. Your own goals, I know, your doing, own body. I'm, I'm due for a tune-up. <laughs> I can feel it. I'm like, ooh, I need a little Nathan right now. You know, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been doing like, a lot of hunching. I have a while. <laughs> I'm like doing a lot of hunching over here. Um, so about once a month, do you think? Is yeah, like I think so. Mm-hmm. Initially, when somebody comes to see me, I make them buy two. 
Yeah. Because I need to see them twice. The right. first one is going to get them out of their crisis mode. Um, usually when somebody comes to see me, they're, it's emergent. They're in pain. There's something happening, a numbness, tingling. They can't sleep. There's chronic headaches, something like that. That's the crisis mode. So we need to get them out of that. After that, it takes their body a couple of days to recalibrate to this new range of motion. Everything's going back into place. And then what I'd want to do is see them two weeks later mm-hmm. just to iron everything else out. I think the first time I saw you, I saw you three times and it was like in a two week period. And I think that was it helped so much. I mean, mm-hmm. I just I also think just the quality that I was getting from you. I just I was immediately out of pain. But then it takes your body some time to kind of get used to the way because you break stuff up okay you guys also side note when we're talking massage we're not talking like a nice massage Mm -mm. we're talking the most painful thing you've probably ever been through second i mean i don't know maybe i've had one work i don't know he he finds the the right spots (laughs) and and see that's what makes me different and i I you get real in there i do a good job i feel in explaining that in the beginning in the initial thing where it's only going to be intense if you need it Okay, and so actually that first time might be the most intense because you're coming to me because you need it a lot because I've never seen you before in your entire life. Yeah. The second time and subsequent times, it's not that not quite as intense. Mm -hmm. But then also when you come to me and you are working out and you're very fitness related, basically I know how you feel. So I know exactly where you need it. Right. So I know where to go. I know. Jacob's your shoulder. You hit. There's like a little spot in his shoulder. Nathan, we'll we'll be at the gym, and Nathan will literally walk right by me and just touch my shoulder, like right <laughs> behind like my poke. shoulder, and just knows he knows exactly exactly <laughs> the spot that's. Yeah, you just that's lit you up. like literally see it and you go for it. It's just like oh, I don't know how. It's like you're reading your body it's a, mind. It's a hurt so good. It's a hurt so good. It really is. Yeah, it's a hurt so good. Is there a common injury you treat? Like, what's the most um the most injury treatment that you do how am i trying to say this Pervasive. the most common injury common injury. Yeah. yeah well is there it all depends and i think that i would say that i see a lot of shoulder stuff and i love shoulder stuff because it's never one thing that's going wrong in a shoulder mm-hmm. it's so complicated through there there's so many different things origins and insertions going on and they all need to be touched to maximize results right you know and so also part of my approach is that Sure, you got a shoulder problem. I'm going to deal with that. But I'm also going to touch everywhere else in your body because that's all connected. If you're feeling it in your shoulder, that's literally the tip of the iceberg. And the iceberg is the whole rest of your body. So I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't try to loosen up all the other uh, fascial trains that are located throughout your body. Right. So you're like essentially like something opposite of where you're... Because you were explaining to me when I had issues in my upper back that... It's actually probably because of X, Y, and Z below your whatever gluteus maximus. It's actually like very opposite of what you think it is. And you kind of have to work through those things to Without get to that out. injury. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And everybody's always surprised about that because the, yeah. the, if you come to me with like a hip pain, then I'll talk to you about your shoulder or your hand yes. or your foot. And then, yes. then when I start touching it and you're like, wow, now I feel it. I wasn't really yeah. able to feel it before. Because it's actually a really cool, beautiful thing that our brain does is that it'll triage one area that'll be the point of maximum pain and discomfort that's really being a giving you a hard time but there's yeah. still so many other things going on but you're only feeling one spot so yeah. that's why i need to get in there and feel all the other spots for you right and kind of work out other areas that are yeah when do you think is a good time to see a chiropractor is there like 
is there a good time or like before when you're healthy when you're not healthy like what's a good time to see, see another you? excellent question yeah honestly i would say when you're not feeling beat up come in before you feel beat up because mm-hmm. what like i said before people usually will wait until there's a breaking point and then they're in crisis mode and then it could be a, a longer road to recovery. So more of a preventative maintenance would be wonderful because you're definitely carrying around more than you realize yeah. until that day that you just deadlift wrong and you tweak your back. Right. Um, so there's a lot that can be said about just making sure that everything stays nice and squared away. So something that um, a podcast that I listen to, they're very interested or intrigued, uh, the him and her podcast, I love them. Um, <laughs> they really go into micro moments of what of successful individuals and so I really wanted to talk to you about what does your day-to-day look like how do you I mean you're very fit and you're also very good with your patients so what does your day-to-day look like okay well I don't wake up by an alarm anymore my body just wakes me (laughs) up at about 10 to 6 every day okay Uh, you're an early riser I guess so okay maybe that's in my old age or something (laughs) I just turned 40, so now look. Now look at me now. You don't look 40. 10 to 6. Thank you. Thank you. I try. Mm. (laughs) Anyway, so I'll do, I'll wake up. uh, If I, I hope I can take my dog for a little walk in the morning. His name is Morty. Mm. He's the best dog ever. And then I'll go and I'll see appointments throughout the day, whether it be three or four. Um, My appointments, I actually block an hour between them just to make sure that there's never a, a time crunch because that'll impact my delivery of my treatment to my patients. And so I'm afforded that opportunity, so I want to really maximize that. Yeah. Um, after I see my patients, I'll go right to the gym, work out there, hopefully at least Jacob? an hour. What's that? Where you see, where you see Jacob? Where this guy is always usually like three or four. Rolling out, warming up, and I'm like, wow, good job. <laughs> I'm trying to not have to see you that often. <laughs> do it's you, working, it's working. Do you take his class? I have, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier. Uh, but usually you coach on, on the weekend. Right. So Sunday morning. We're trying we to coach. get our beauty sleep in a little bit. I know. That's mm-hmm. usually our sleep in day. <laughs> we try. That's fair. What's your favorite work when you're doing um, your CrossFit training? What's your favorite kind of thing to like? How do you plan out your workouts? Hmm. Well, I would say that I try to find stuff that we haven't done recently. Which can sometimes be hard. I know, because um, you guys do a lot. I know. You guys. <laughs> we go hard. You do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to try new movements that may have been recently introduced in the world of CrossFit, such as like devil presses we just did last Sunday, mm-hmm. or unilateral dumbbell stuff, something like that, something a little different. But I absolutely love a barbell for sure. So I have a really interesting... Okay, so I feel like both CrossFit and chiropractic, I think, actually get a bad rap. So I'm not a big CrossFitter. We, we know this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to out me? <laughs> sure, if you if you like. We're outing me right now. So I, Nathan, as well as the owner of, of our CrossFit gym, have tried to get Tori to, to come work out a few times, and which you have. Yeah. Uh, the most recent, I think, uh, the workout ended with some uphill sprints. Yep. And uh, how how'd that end up for you? Oh, I was barfing all over the street. <laughs> oh no. Oh yeah, it was great. So, <laughs> uh, it didn't. End She'll be well. back. She'll and be actually, back. okay. So here's the thing. I really. I love the community of CrossFit, actually. And I think that's one of the, like, I really love it. I think it's, like, such a great community. But I think for me right now in the workouts that I'm looking for, it's more 
I just need to be free from, I just need to do my own thing, which is fine. She doesn't like people telling her what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Or barfing. (laughs) Well, that too. (laughs) Okay. So there's that. But I think ultimately, chiropractic and and CrossFit get a bad rap. How do you marry these two? Like, I feel like, do you use when you're, you know, here you are working with fundamentals and then you're also a CrossFit coach. Can you talk to that, speak to that a little bit about, you know, how these things marry each other and how you use them in your day-to-day practice? And sure, yeah. I'm actually very grateful to have these two uh, in my life because they play very well with each other. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned before, CrossFit's all about functional movement patterns. And then as a doctor, I know what works and what doesn't work and how the, t- the toll that it can take on everybody's body. So I can, I can fine tune and I can also use different coaching cues that maybe some people haven't heard before because I understand the body a little bit more origins and insertions, the role that foster plays in your body. Mm-hmm. And so I think it goes pretty well together, making yeah. sure that all the bones are in alignment so that we can optimize all of the, the flow, the circulation. Fundamentals. I, I, I think when I, I've been doing CrossFit now, I think for three plus years mm-hmm. about, and I know when I first started, you were very reticent. So I, I, I kind was. of had a, a history of, of low back issues. I tore, you know, played baseball in college and playing a lot, working out a ton. And I tore, tore a disc in my lower back. And so when I started CrossFit, I think you were very hesitant about, you know, the rap that, that CrossFit, uh, gets for, you know, for injuries. And to be honest, I think, you know, it could be attributed to you, Nathan, but (laughs) I feel the best that I, that I ever have. And I think it's because those types of functional movements have, a yeah got me more fit but i think made me more aware of you know how my body moves uh which you know which which you know comes you know you come into play there as well but i think that you know cognizance of what my body's doing and what i need to do to keep it healthy has come come from that so i i think for people that are are reticent to do it i would i would say come on board I almost feel like too as a patient of yours. It's funny because the first time I walked in, I I didn't know I didn't know you, right? I hadn't met Nathan before, and I walk in to your to the office, and I, up walks this like super buff, you know, like man, and I'm like, this is not what I expected when I was walking into a chiropractor's office, or you know, and I think what I'm getting at is like you're walking the walk and talking the talk. How important is that to you in your practice? Oh, absolutely. I mean. As a chiropractor, you should be a walking billboard so that people will will respect what you have to say more yeah. you know, and understand that you've got credibility and you've got investment and that you can actually empathize with their pains because you know what they're going through and where they're holding their soreness. Right, right. It's just sort of like, I was like, oh, hello. You are not <laughs> what I expected at all. Um, what are your, I mean, are there key um, things that you feel like um, or like things that are key in an active lifestyle or keeping your body healthy. Okay. Yeah. Other than what we already touched on with making sure that you are receiving some sort of body treatment, some body work regularly, mm-hmm. staying active, making sure you're getting your heart rate up and bring it back down. Mm-hmm. Movement is going to be great. And then I would also say, make sure you're supplementing because it's all nearly impossible for a human to be naturally ingesting enough of what they need for their body to to grow yeah let's go there i want to hear what do you what's the tea on all the supplements i want to hear i like to try to keep it simple because otherwise you're sitting there with a whole palm full of pills (laughs) 
And it's just a lot to swallow. Yeah, because it's like, it's almost like there's so much information out there of like what you need, what you don't need. Uh, what is your opinion of like the basics? Like let's talk maybe three or four things that you think could be additional Perfect, because that sounds reasonable. Otherwise, again, you've got too much to try to shove down your throat. Right. So I would definitely say that you make sure that you have a fish oil on board. That's good for your cardiovascular and also your brain health. Mm-hmm. Also, if you're working out, then make sure you're doing some branched-chain amino acids somewhere in your in your routine, hopefully while you're working out or immediately thereafter, because those amino acids are going to help rebuild and make you recover better and faster. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I would also say um, I've recently been introducing some more CBD products mm-hmm. uh, in my lifestyle personally. Yeah, they actually help with the soreness and also with the inflammation. So uh-huh. it's it works. Obviously, it's not like you're getting high or anything like that. Yeah, it's actually it works with your own um, endocannabinoid system, mm-hmm. and it it feels great. Um, how do you source your products? Just curious for the CBD. Like, what's your way of sourcing them? Because I feel like that's important you find mm-hmm. well what i'll do is i'll i'll start with a google search and then mm-hmm. see di- what different companies have to offer check their um accreditation and then also see sometimes sometimes like uh customer reviews might not be the best thing because it's very yeah. subjective right. um, and then also just see if there's any research if there's any kind of evidence-based if they provide any kind of research articles with their products then that's going to be important too oh nice that's a good one to do. um okay so i have two scenarios for you Let's pretend you're talking to your more Jacob-based nine-to-five person who's sitting in an office over a uh, a computer, you know, for majority of their day. Do you have, like, a few tips for them to keep their body healthy while they're in that? Without place? a doubt. Set a timer. Get up. Get okay. up every what? 20 or 30 minutes, you know? It might seem like... It keeps going off throughout your day, but it's going to keep you aware, mm-hmm. aware, because otherwise, before you know it, you're going to look up and you've been sitting there for two or three hours, and that's going to really take a toll on your body. What happens, there's this actual scientific process called thixotropy, and what happens with that is that your soft tissues will start melding and, and just connecting and adhering to each other. So that way, when you get up, now everything's tightened up. Mm-hmm. So let's try to avoid that by just getting up regularly and keeping it all nice and lubed. Noted. Noted. Get that timer on, honey. <laughs> Gotta work my stand-up desk more. <laughs> okay, and then let's pretend you're talking to shift workers, like nurses, firefighters, police, and you're talking to people that are on their feet and things like that. Do you have any tips for them as to like how to keep their body healthy? Um, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. What I would say is just remember symmetry, okay? Your body wants and needs to be worn down symmetrically. So there's two indicators of injury. One... The, the number one indicator of, previ- uh, of injury is previous injury. So if you've ever been injured before, then you're more apt to get injured again. Mm-hmm. The second uh, uh, indicator is symmetry. So you need to make sure that your body's worn down symmetrically. And that can be like what I mentioned before about the postures. Yeah. We're standing more on one leg than the other. We're leaning more on one side. We're driving with one arm and not two. Stuff right. like that really takes a toll on your body because it binds everything up. Yes. I noticed it's funny because when we were talking, even you were like, see, you're standing on your hip. You like, I po- like I sit on my hip. 
Yeah, it's just bringing aware. It's just bringing awareness to it. Yeah, so you and then think I'm about like, it, you're oh. like, oh crap, I'm actually I need to I need to <laughs> yeah. write the ship. Yeah, yeah. So now I try even when I'm working over in the isolate. It's funny because the other day someone was laughing at me because I was kind of like doing a squat. <laughs> in well, I was in the isolate. I'm facing it straight on, and I'm holding the baby, but I'm kind of like like kind of squatting a little bit, just kind of engage the glutes and like tight like tighten up my core a little bit. And they were like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm being a good patient." <laughs> Okay. I'm being a good patient, so don't judge me. I was like, I'm just trying to be very, you know, good posture and think about what I'm doing and not have back pain or lower back pain. That's excellent. Don't let them posture shame you. <laughs> posture shaming, that's a big thing these days. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so is there anything you would like to myth bust? I kinda we, we kind of went into it a little bit about your profession or maybe even CrossFit. Ooh, okay. Bust, well, know? we did talk about uh, chiropractic and that, you know, if you're going to f- search out a chiropractor and you're not going to come to me, that's your that's their first problem. But <laughs> <laughs> is that you need to really be able to make sure that you know what you're getting into. And sometimes it might mean that you have to go and actually go through your first treatment with this person and see what they're all about. And if it doesn't like mesh, then move on. Don't try to just go all in especially because there's a lot going to be a lot of chiropractors they're going to want to pitch you a pack i want to see you three times a week for Mm -hmm. six weeks or something like that right and a lot of that it's actually going to be more like insurance based so they want the volume of seeing you in there like that how do you i mean so let's say someone doesn't have access to you like they're in you know east coast or (laughs) whatever out of the state Mm -hmm. do you have a recommendation how to find someone that is a good quality you feel like might be someone like you that does you know practice it the way you do absolutely so i would start looking for their credentials okay absolutely so um even if they are just a you see the dc the doctor of chiropractic after their name that's that's great but see if there's more mm-hmm. and it, sometimes that there might not necessarily be the letters so you might actually have to explore their website a little bit and see what their see what their philosophy is and their mm-hmm. approach is but usually the more letters the better um, just because that may, means there's a broader understanding. Alphabet soup. <laughs> Get that alphabet name. Okay, so you're totally shredded, you know, and everyone wants to know what are you eating? How do? You, what's your diet? Are you on a diet? What's the? What are you on? Let's well, hear. Well, thank you, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do have to uh, thank my wife a lot for this because mm-hmm. she she's an excellent cook and she spends a lot of time finding wonderful really healthy recipes and so she'll create a list every week and she'll create the shopping list every week and she puts it all together and makes sure that it's all nice and healthy mm-hmm. but by and large i would say a lot of the time it's just a protein on a salad mm-hmm. so basically there's this other there's one particular diet called renaissance renaissance periodization mm-hmm. and in it you can eat as much greens as you want so if you want to just take a little bit of protein and then eat a whole bunch of greens then that's totally acceptable um some other diets that we've tried before are obviously the paleo diet being in being in a crossfit and that's pretty cool too because it's based off of the idea or the fact that over over the millions of years that humans evolved we had a very specific diet and it wasn't until about 10,000 years ago that we introduced grains into our diet. And once that happened, then a whole bunch of stuff started happening. Mm -hmm. So in paleo, you kind of take out the grains, take out the bread, and you'll notice a difference in your body. A lot of that just has the uh, inflammatory factors that you don't even realize you're walking around inflamed all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it feels like you've got a big 
puffy belly or gut like that and that's because of that uh the inflammation that's inherent in your body there's other things too besides bread that can create that inflammation but usually like just cutting out bread is going to be a great idea yeah that and we've actually eliminated dairy dairy's been a big one for me too definitely yeah that's definitely an important thing because humans aren't supposed to have milk their entire lives Mm -hmm. you know we didn't before right um, again, before this, this agricultural revolution 10,000 years ago. Right. So something you've been working on diligently and you've, I don't know when you started this is your burpee mile. Oh yeah. Can we talk about your burpee mile a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So, um, it all began about, well, six and a half years ago was my first burpee mile and that was in Hermosa beach. The burpee mile is basically, if you don't know what a burpee is, you are going to lay on the ground and then stand back up and then jump in the air. And the jump doesn't have to be something crazy. It can just be your feet leaving the ground and up for a credit card to slide underneath. Now for the burpee mile, what you're gonna do is fall to the ground, stand back up and do a two-legged broad jump forward. Mm -hmm. And so with that process, you're gonna cover about six feet at a time, repeat, for one mile. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Brutal. So, yeah, it works out to be, depending on your height, obviously, because you're falling forward, but it works out to be about five or 600 burpees in that time. But there's different scaling options too. So sometimes people will do some burpees and walk some, or some people will do a one-legged jump instead of a two-legged jump, which covers more ground and stuff yeah. like that. But How'd you go with this idea? You know what? I think that it was definitely already in the CrossFit culture, but I've kind of made it easier and more accessible for people. Um, but the whole burpee thing is just the fitness aspect to it. There's a whole different psychological and mindset aspect to it as well. Because most of the time when people say those two words together, burpee and for a mile, yeah. they'll say no. So I'm there to encourage them. Yep, that's <laughs> right. I'm there to encourage them to try to overcome this because even though it seems like an impossibility, guess what? It's not. Everybody gets out there from all different kinds of fitness backgrounds and does it. And it doesn't matter if you're doing one burpee and then walking 100 feet, you're still out there doing it. And so to do it RX would be to do that two-legged broad jump. And that is like the excessive amount of burpees that I was just talking about. (laughs) But I get a lot of people that, hey, I haven't even worked out in a long time and I want to be part of this family. I want to be part of this culture. So they come and they want to be part of this supportive community and they come and they do it and they, they have a great time and it's really not as hard as it's only as hard as you want it to be. Right. You know, but the first step is overcoming that mindset of, Hey, screw you. I don't want to do that. That sounds impossible. Yeah. Are you going to do it, honey? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was, uh, I was out of town. Uh, last one. <laughs> I'm air quoting right now. Out of town. Air quotes. Well, air we quotes. have one coming up in two weeks in San oh, Diego. Okay, so yeah, in San one. Diego, okay. and then we also. I have think one. I'm busy that weekend. Oh, yeah. well, how about October 10th? Because we'll be in San Francisco. All right, it's on my calendar. Yeah, you just added that to your calendar. That's yeah, exciting. that's a new one. That's a new one. Yeah, NorCal then, people look forward to that. Yeah, holla. Yeah, where's it? Where is it going to be? It's going to be at Baker Beach which is with a beautiful uh, backdrop of the Golden Gate Bridge. Ooh. So I'm very excited about that. You get to like torture your body or just torture yourself while, you know, having a beautiful scenery. Right. Just get in the zone. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting. Um, Is there anything, I mean, as far as being cross, how long have you been a CrossFit coach now? Uh, Five years, a little over five years. What made you decide to get into this? 
Well, I think that speaks a little bit about my whole nature of my existence because I wanted to, I, I got introduced to it, thought it was amazing. And so I wanted to know everything about it. Mm. And then once I started knowing, well, it's impossible to know everything about everything. Mm. But once I got a pretty good foundation on it, I wanted to be able to share that with people and make sure that they were understanding the process. Mm -hmm. So I think that sometimes that can get overlooked in the coaching process. Or sometimes it can be just a matter of boxes to check or there as a cheerleader, but not as a coach. And some people, everybody needs a coach and mm -hmm. also a cheerleader, but also right. a coach to make sure that you're moving correctly. Right. And yeah. I think that's the cool thing about you two and your practice, but as well as in CrossFit is like every time I talk to you, you're like, oh, I was just at this weightlifting seminar or something. And you're genuinely just constantly trying to get better. And I know it's for yourself, but obviously it translates into people you're working out with or people who are, are your patients. So I think that's a really cool thing as yeah. well. I feel like you guys have such a good, I mean, that's the thing too, is I love your gym because you guys have such a great community. Your wife's a CrossFitter too. Yes, she is. She's awesome. I know. Go girl. Yeah. Sarah. <laughs> Go Sarah. Um, okay. So before we head out, can you provide a useful tip, resource, Netflix, book, something for our, our listeners to leave with as a good resource? Hmm. Let me something think about that good. for a second. Mm. So good resource would be. You know, I'm not going to lie. There's this amazing podcast uh, by Ben Bergeron called Chasing Excellence. And he actually does a fantastic job articulating all of these amazing books that he's read. Mm -hmm. And so I've subsequently read a lot of those books, um, some like including Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. That's definitely a Good must read. read. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, nice. And other fabulous books as yeah. well so that's what that's probably my main go-to podcast that i do also i'll just cycle through different books i just finished um one about human fatigue kind of sciencey but um is that kind of like geared towards burnout is that where you're going or adrenal burnout well not necessarily no okay. no <laughs> what is it based what's the basis of it uh, it has to do with that a lot of different things it goes into a little bit of like evolution mm -hmm. um and how when, as we transition from quadruped uh, being on all fours to bipedal, being able to stand and walk, that actually was less taxing on our body. And so what that did was it afforded our brains more glucose for development. And as that happened, our brains got bigger and then we got smarter. That's one of that's like one of the first parts of it. So wow. it's pretty cool. It's a really neat thing. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. What's that called again? Just human fatigue. Okay. The book. The book. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so before we head out, uh, give yourself a shout out. Where can people find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram at Beach Cities Sports Cairo. Yes. You're getting a little more active over there. I'm trying. I see. I'm trying. Yeah, but I actually, I'm not going to lie. I do spend a lot of my time, a lot more of my time on Burpee Mile USA. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Yeah, Burpee, Burpee Mile, Mile underscore USA. Okay. And you'll find all kinds of stuff to help... Um, help you understand what the Burpa Mile yeah, is. Yeah, and then you're practicing at Ames as well. Ames Sports Medicine, yeah. yes, in Hermosa Beach. Yeah, either way, you can contact him. Go see Nathan. Go, go see him. Come see me, please. I'm here to help. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yes. Thank you so much, Nathan, for taking well, the Thank time you very much. Today. Thank you. Fabulous. Thanks, Wonderful. Nathan. <laughs>
Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I truly value your time and look forward to bringing you more selfie shows. In order to support the show, please head over to rate and review the show. Let me know what you think. I really want to hear from you. Please be sure to follow us on Insta at C-E-L-L-F-I-E podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. You can find all of our episodes on www.tipsfromtory.com and be sure to check out those show notes below. Uh, There's a lot of information down there about our guests and sponsors and thank you so much for listening catch you guys next time